good evening so emma you want to hear a joke yeah i know you are ready so here we go a pastor is walking down the street one day when he notices a very small boy trying to press a doorbell on a house across the street however the boy is very small and the doorbell is too high for him to reach after watching the boy's effort for some time the pastor moved closer to the boy's position he steps smartly across the street walks up behind the little fellow and placing his hand kindly on the child's shoulder leans over and gives the doorbell a solid ring couching down the child's level the pastor smiles and asks and now what my little man to which the boy replies now we run <laughs> I laughed when I read that. I was like, "Wow, this is good." So today we are going to talk about uh, dispensation, and it is very much important, very much important, that we study the Word of God. See, as I was, I told earlier also, and this is based on my experience. The more you love, the understand the Word of God, the more you will be filled with the Spirit of God. God this see this is the sword which God gives you right it's a two edged sword which gives you God has given you if you don't know don't understand what is the importance of this sword you don't understand the word of God you don't understand how to read it to divide it rightly you will not know the importance of this sword the more you meditate on this the more you know about it the more in this while we are on this earth we study the bible i have learned this it is nothing precious than this and you love it you like it and this is see for you to be filled with the food right for a, for a physical our uh, health if i eat my food a lot i like chicken biryani and i cook myself and i like many indian dishes so physically for me to get filled i eat a lot and then i feel oh i am so filled the same way the word of god is for your spiritual growth when you study it when you understand it you get filled with that you filled with the spirit and bible says that you should be filled with spirit it is the food it is the word of god and that's why god said when you when you was tempted thrice right what did he said to satan right he said man should will not live alone or will not uh, live only by the food but the word of the god so at a at a same effort you know i i like to encourage you uh, with some of the uh, dispensation of time that is how the god deals with the people since the origin of this earth and it is so wonderful when i studied this all you know how god worked with the people what was his plans from the beginning where we stand where we fall into the picture into his plan so all that i'll try to explain you in a uh, i don't know if i get all that time but i'll try to make it easy for you and i pray at the end of this message i am trying to give you the dispensational truth i will tell you what dispensation is mostly for the kids it will be so useful to understand that and also i mostly will concentrate on dispensation of law to grace so 
what is dispensation? The dispensation, as, as per, uh, I'll uh, read two or three comments for, or the description for you. Uh, the Schofield Library says, a dispensation is a period of time during which man is tested in respect to obedience to some specific revelation of the will of God. Now, this definition may look like some little bit of, uh, 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 what will say, difficult, but to make it easy, what dispensation is, a dispensation is a period of time in which God deals with a specific people, a specific way, for a specific time period. That how he deals with the people during specific time, to a specific people, to a specific uh, way, and specific time period. And that's where we're going to see, we are going to see the seven dispensation, we are going to see where we stand right now, we are going to see how, what, how wonderful the grace of God is, that he brought all of us inter, inside that, we'll see the total plan of God, and then how wonderful it is that he included you and me. So we will see all that, let's pray and get into today's lesson. Father, we love you. Thank you, my Lord. Thank you, my Jesus, for this day. Thank you for this message. Help me, my Lord, uh, to preach the word, my Lord, the truth. And help us, my Lord, including me, to give a better understanding, uh, to explain, my Lord Jesus, your plan. And thank you for the grace which you have given to us. Be with me and be with every one of us this service. In all we things we do, we speak to glorify you, my Lord. In your mighty name I pray. Amen. So, and I, uh, I want you to because you may not have the paper, but take a note right now in your mind, and when you go home, if you like that, and if you say, hey, I like that, I want to have that, you can again go back, check the recording, take your notes, and I'll tell you this will be definitely useful for you. So there are seven dispensation, seven dispensation. The first dispensation, it is the dispensation of innocence. The second dispensation is a dispensation of conscious. The third dispensation is the dispensation of the human government. The fourth dispensation is the dispensation of the promise. The fifth dispensation is the dispensation of the law. The sixth, right now we are in the dispensation of the grace. And the final will be the millennium kingdom. So these are the seven dispensation or the seven period in this all our earth or all we falls. So God's plan for this seven dispensation, and right now we are in the dispensation of the grace. Before we go into the law and the grace dispensation, or where we stand right now, it is good to study what has happened in the past. Remember, not everything in his Bible is written to you, but it is written for you, so that you understand what has happened, so you understand what was God's plan, so that will help you to know God's plan for you. So, first is the, as I said, we'll talk about this little bit of seven dispensation. Remember, whenever the dispensation start, what is the first thing will happen? There is a miracle. Whenever the dispensation starts, every dispensation has a miracle. Every dispensation, man's fail. And every dispensation, the grace of Lord saves the man. The grace is always the same. The salvation is no matter what dispensation is there, what dis no matter what gospel was preached. We'll go through that later. 
but it is always by grace through faith. That was always God's plan for us. It's all always what he has done, never what we can do. It's always God's plan and it was always by grace through faith, all the seven dispensations. Now, as I said, it is so wonderful. As I said, every dispensation, there are also the main characters also. So in the dispensation of innocence, the miracle, if you see, God created Adam and Eve. That is the biggest miracle. That was the dispensation of innocence when man was not exposed to sin. And again, man failed in that. If you, uh, as you know the story, that was the dispensation of innocence. And it starts from the creation to the fall of a man. So that particular period from creation to the fall of a man is called dispensation of innocence. Second, we'll go the dispensation of the conscience. That is from the fall to the flood. Let's see what is the miracle there. A baby was born to the couple. So that's where the miracle in the dispensation of the conscience. The third one is the human government where God allow people to rule over other people. And it start from the flood to the Tower of Babel. And, and the dispensation of human government, man built the Tower of Babel and God caused the confusion of languages. That's why you speak in English, I speak Marathi. So, and then we go to dispensation of the promise. The fourth one, the dispensation of promise, what was the miracle there? The Abraham was given a child in his old age. That is the dispensation of promise. The call of Abraham to the giving of the Mosaic law. So I'm giving you the start and the end. Between this time, the dispensation of was of a human government. And then the dispensation of law. What is there in dispensation of law? God gave the Ten Commandments through a supernatural appearance and writing to the commandments on the table of the stones. That was the biggest miracle that happened that God gave the commandments. Always remember, God did not narrate that and, and uh, Moses wrote, God gave it himself to him. So that was a dispensation of law. Then there is a dispensation of a grace, the biggest and the wonderful dispensation right now we are in. The dispensation of grace and so the start of the church, the coming of the, so we'll see the miracle, the coming of the Holy Spirit through visible signs, cloven tongues, the gift of tongues and the other gift given to the church. That's the miracle that happened. And it starts with the day of Pentecost and it ends maybe today, if the rapture happens. We don't know. So it starts with the Pentecost day and it ends with the day of the rapture. And after that, the final dispensation, that is the millennium kingdom, where is the Christ reign on the earth after his second phase of his second return to earth on the Mount of Olives, where the lion and the lamb will dwell together. So these are the seven dispensations. These are the period I have just given you the start and the end and the miracle what it happened and how wonderfully during all this period, God deal with his people because he loves the people and if you see, during all this period, it was always God's grace on man. Now, there are some more facts into that also. So dispensation, is a, there is also a transition period, right? So it is not like a, a dispensation of, a, say, a law is ended. This day, hey, I'm ending the law. Now the grace starts. 
No, there is some transition period. Let me give an example. So if there is a, a snow season, right, when there is a snowfall, and now after that, uh, what, what is like winter start? No, sorry, spring start, right, or the summer start. So now there is a overlap. It is not like that, okay, the winter has stopped and now the sunny days have started or the summer starts. No, there will be few days, there will be overlap between the, uh, the cold season and the summer season and then, we direct, and then we will move into the summer. So that's where the point here is that there is some transition period and this is very important for you to understand that what is the transition period between the law and the grace because if you don't understand the transitional period, what it happened, and the evidence which Acts shows, Acts is, the, is the, uh, as you know, the historical book that tells us about that. And many preachers or many of the churches, if you see why we have the denominational changes, because they did not understand what is that it means. So it is very, under, uh, very important to understand what is the dispensation of law. I cannot come and tell you, hey, you know what? Repent, Jesus Christ is coming. No, that is not the gospel. Gospel is Jesus Christ died for your sin. He died, he buried, he rose again. That is the gospel of grace. I cannot come and preach you here that Jesus Christ is coming, repent. Oh, yes, he is coming, but the gospel is not that. So we need to understand that where we stand, what period we are, and when you know this truth, you will be rightly dividing the word while you read the Bible, you will know what you are reading. You know to whom he is talking. You will know which is for you. You will know what is the importance of that, what you are reading. And it will not be like that, hey, I don't know why it has happened. It's written, but I believe that word, which is good. We don't doubt that, but it is, more, it is very much helpful that know what it is written here, to whom it is written. So, as I said, I have given you, giving you the seven dispensation. And we'll not talk about all of that in some other message. We'll talk about the individual dispensation also. But we'll talk about the dispensation of law to grace here. So now, dispensation of law. So it is when the Jesus Christ came. The Jesus Christ came in the dispensation of law to fulfill the law. Now, when Jesus Christ was there, we will see some passages that what gospel was preached. Who was preaching the gospel? What did Jesus Christ preach? What did he told to the 12 disciples to preach? And we will see that and then you will understand the difference between the gospels also in the dispensation of the law and the dispensation of the grace. So uh, turn over to Matt, Matthew 3, 2. I'll give the references also uh, that what uh, a gospel was preached and these are the very well-known verses. So you will be able to uh, remember that or recollect that. So, so now... Gospel, the John Baptist preached in Matthew 3, 2. What did he preach? And saying, repent ye, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. So that's the gospel which he preached. One more reference is Mark 1, 4. John did, and, and did baptize in the wilderness and preached the baptism of repentance for the remissions of sin. So he's not preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ died for your sin, Right? does not make any sense because Christ was yet to come. I mean, his ministry was yet to start, I mean, right? So he was telling that, hey, kingdom of God is at hand. And Jesus came in the dispensation of the law to fulfill the law. Now let's see some references 
what Jesus also preached, right? Let's go to Matthew 10.5. Matthew 10.5. And let's see what Jesus said to his 12 disciples. If you are there, I'll read it for you. Matthew 10.5. These 12 Jesus sent forth and commanded them, saying, Go not into the way of the Gentiles. And this is very important. He said, don't go to Gentiles. And into any city of the Samaritan. Enter ye not. Don't go there. And verse 6 he said, but go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel that go to the Jews. You have to also have to uh, remember that the dispensation in the law, it was all about Jews. We was not even entered there. The gate of grace was not open to us. And the verse 7 says, And as you go, preach, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. So that's the gospel. Jesus Christ said, Go and preach this gospel. One more reference, Mark 1.14. After Matthew, there is a Mark. Mark, first chapter, we'll read 1.14 and 1.15. And this is the reference I'm giving you, the gospel which was preached in the dispensation of the law. Mark 1.14. Now after John was put in prison, Jesus came into Galilee, preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God, and saying, the time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent ye and believe the gospel. So that's where the gospel that was given to the Jews. You and me are still not in picture. So that's where the gospel that was preached. Now, as you know the story, Jesus Christ came for his people. He came for the Jews and they believe him not. When they believe him not, and then as, you, as we celebrate the resurrection day, Jesus Christ died on the cross and the kingdom of God is. So Jesus Christ came in the law period, fulfilled the law, but the original intention was so that they should believe in him. And if that will have happened, the kingdom of God will have started. Now these people did not believe that. And what has happened is the period of grace was open. So Jesus Christ died on the cross for yours and my sin. And at the Acts 2 where you will see the dispensation of grace was open and the gate was open for you and me that whoever believed and who will accept him that Jesus Christ died for your and my sin can get into this plan of salvation. Let's see the verses over there. So as I said, so the gospel was preached in the period of law was the kingdom of God. Jews did not believe him. They crucified him. At the day of the Pentecost, we'll see the verses also. The Peter, Peter preached the gospel first time of Christ died, buried, and rose for our sin. Peter was sent for Jews. Paul was sent for Gentiles. And the period of grace was open for us. First recorded, now these are some facts, I will give it to you. The first recorded Bible, in Bible, the Gentile who got saved is an Ethiopian eunuch to whom Philip was shared, and you can see that in Acts 8. It is so wonderful to read the book of Acts when you know this, what period and what things are happening, so you can rightly divide what is happening there. And then a Cornelius, as you see, got saved and uh, sent an angel, appeared to him, and Peter vision that she's coming down from heaven in Acts 10. So this is where we see that God has opened the gate 
for everyone that you you everyone can come in now because jesus christ now died for all our sin and then he halted for the jews right he said hold on i came for you i gave you the promise there was a prophecies which was made you have the old testament i am here i showed you the miracles i told you i am the son of god i told you everything what you should know to understand the truth but you did not accepted me they crucified him they crucified him and then when jesus rose again on the third day and of the day of pentecost right and as if you remember pastor preached this time the key right the key was given to the peter and that and the key was what the key was the gospel and acts 2 when peter came he when he wasn't sure what will going to happen the holy spirit came on them and they preached the gospel and the gospel of first time in the bible of jesus christ died for our sin he was buried and rose again was preached now before we go forward and have some references let's see what happened to israel then what happened to his own people so paul answers that questions in rome 111 romans 111 if you go to rome roman 111 because the question is now what happened to the jews what will happen to them now of course now it is gate was open to everyone even they can enter through grace by grace now uh, here is the answer where uh, where uh, uh paul answer apostle paul answers that what happens to the uh, to the jews so roman 11:1 i'll read it for you i said then had god cast away his people so he's talking about jews god forbid for i also i am an israelite of the seed of abraham of the tribe of benjamin let's go to verse 7 what then israel had not obtained what uh, that which he seeketh for but the election has obtained it and the rest were blinded verse 8 according as it is written god had given them the spirit of slumber eyes that they should not see and ear they should not hear unto this day verse 9 and david said let their table be made a snare and a trap and a stumbling block and a recompense unto them and let's and uh, verse 11 10 let their eyes be darkened that they may not see and bow down their back alway so what we see is god is not done with the israel but he say hey hold on god i have done enough for you guys to believe but you did not accepted me so now it's given the halted to that it is not like his plan was terminated they are always the plan when the kingdom of god will come and that's where when the rapture will happen that's where these people has to grow through that all rapture to get saved we'll talk about that also but let's talk about gentile that we are and romans 11 11 if you turn there romans 11 11 he says i say then have they stumbled that they should fall god forbid but rather through their fall salvation is come unto gentiles for to provoke them to jealousy so now you see what he's saying is like okay guys you are not listening okay this will be open to gentiles also because you said hey he is my, uh, my god my god jesus is my god this is for us and you see after that many examples where god has to show peter the vision because these people was not open to gentiles to go and preach 
And that's where God gave them the vision. And that's where Peter when went to Cornelius. He has, after that visit, he has to explain his, his friends. The disciple, hey, you know what? The same thing what has happened in Acts 2 on the day of Pentecost happened to these Gentiles also. And that's where we will know these people started getting convinced that the salvation is open to everyone. Now, the, now the gospel of grace, the gospel of grace, now we will see the gospel. See, we should always know that the gospel by which you and me are God saved, where it is written in the Bible, it is very important. Let me give an example. If you see last Sunday was the blessed service we have where the two kids came forward and uh, we want to show them from the Bible that, hey, how you can get saved. So while I was studying my Bible and this thought was always there in me that we are, see, why we are having this church so that the soul should get saved and then we grow in grace to, to disciple the, the saved people and so that we go or we walk in one accord with the, with the word of God. Now, I was just thinking, let's say my pa pastor say, hey, Miss Neha, can you go and uh, tell, say, Miss Sharda how to get saved from the Bible? Now she's saved, but then what if she said, oh, I can tell directly like that, but the word of the God work in the heart. So just to give you this, uh, uh, what we do in our home, so I had Neha and my wife sitting and to tell them, hey, let me show you the plan. Mark your Bibles. We'll go through the salvation plans. Though we have the track, but you should know your Bible. You should know the time, you should know the storyline. You should be able to explain it. If you are God saved, it does not mean you can tell to, I mean, you can tell to other how you got saved, but to show from the Bible, if I ask Johan, go, some, go tell your friends how to get saved from the Bible, then he's like, what shall I show? Right? So it is very good for us to know our Bible. Where are the verses? Where I can go for the Romans plan of salvation? So how, how, how I show someone so it is very important for us to know our Bible. But let's turn to 1 Corinthians 15.1 to see the gospel of grace. We'll go to Corinthians. So where is this uh, gospel which is preached and what is the gospel by which you and me are got saved? The 1 Corinthians 15 verses, sorry, chapter 15, 1 to 4. Here, Corinthians. So we should always know who is talking. Corinthians. Oh, Paul is talking. To whom is talking? Corinthians who is talking. What was the reference? If we know this all answer before even we went to that chapter, it is so easy for us to know that what, what is going on. So 1 Corinthians, Paul talking to Corinthians, but he's telling us to us. Moreover, brethren, verse 50, uh, chapter 15, verse 1 to 4. Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preach unto you. So he's referring the gospel which I preach. Understand, the Corinthians people must have got saved. And he wrote a letter. When do we write a letter to someone? When we go, we visit, we have the relation, and then we come back. Now we cannot go to talk to them personally. We write a letter. So he's referring, I declare unto you the gospel which I preach unto you, which also ye have received, wherein ye stand, by which also ye are saved, same with you and me, if we keep in memory what I preach unto you, unless you have believed in vain, and here is the gospel, 1 Corinthians 15, 3 and 4. For I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins, according to the scripture, 
and that he was buried and that he rose again the third day according to the scripture. So that's the gospel. That's the gospel where you and me got saved. So it is very under, uh, important for us to know where is the gospel is given there. If someone asks me what is the gospel, I should know where the gospel is there. Now, as you see the grace, right? The, so the grace was open and where you and me are inside. Let me give one small example of the grace. We move fast. So, so the grace, what is grace in the simple word? So when I was in my college days, or uh, and pastor was a teacher also, so he knows it very well. He, he should be able to relate. Whenever the we was like a kid or the young, when we write our paper, and when the ring bells, uh, and uh, or the bell rings, and there where we sit, and then we will see, hey, I have, I need some more time. I cannot do that. I can, so we'll say, sir, can I get five ten minutes? Can I get five ten minutes? And he say, okay, I can give you ten minutes. But understand that 10 minutes he has given does not mean the student get passed. That is just a grace period it is given. You have to answer it right to so get passed. The same way the grace period is given, we should, we should get saved biblically. What Bible says, what is the gospel? Christ died for our sin. If we do not accept him as our personal savior, we'll spend our eternity into hell. And that's where... We should know the grace period is open, but it does not mean that everyone inside are into grace and come, we'll, I'll take you all to heaven. No, you need to get saved biblically. What Bible says, you need to be born again. And that's where that grace period, which was given to you and me, we, we can utilize or actually we get saved for our eternity. So we have to understand, that's why I said rightly dividing the word of God. And that's where the period right now we're into. Today the rapture comes, if the God comes and the rapture happens, this grace will end and we'll get into the tribulation time. Now there is no grace because the Holy Spirit is also get lifted. Even the people will get lifted. If the Holy Spirit is the one which is stopping for the, even the Antichrist to come, right? Because this period is the grace period and it may end any time. And that's where we need to save our people. It may end any time, any time. Now you may want the rapture to happen, but you also want your people to get saved. So remember always, it should not always be, I want God to come. That is good, but I'll say it is not the right side of it. You say, God, I want you to come, but I want these people to get saved. That's the right attitude of it. I want you to come, but it will be more good that if the people which I'm working on should get saved. So, so that's where the grace is. Now, uh, now the, again, one simple example and the question, by which gospel did the, uh, the thief on the cross get, uh, got saved? Right? What did he say in Luke 23, 42? And he said unto Jesus, Lord, remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom. So, and perfectly sense, right? Jesus Christ has not died yet. They are, they are having the converse. He's talking to God. How can he get saved by the same gospel? But he's always with the grace. That he said, Lord, remember me. Right? And now, see, why it is important. We'll be done in five minutes. Why it is important to know what is context? What is going on? Because I saw a many preacher who is talking in the church. Repent, the kingdom of God is coming. No, that's not a gospel. Yes, God is coming. 
but the gospel is not that. Now if you don't know that, and when you sit with a thousand people and preach like this, you are blind taking the blind to the ditch. Let's take one perfect example where I explain you the transition period. There is always the transition where the people from the law will get into the grace. And there is a perfect example, turn over to Acts 19.1. Turn over to Acts 19.1. This is a perfect example that there is always a transition period. And I'll read it for you, Acts 19.1 is a perfect example and you should always understand that this uh, example because many of the denomination which has mistaken this passage what they do is okay let's read it and and then we'll go into that acts 19:1 and it came to pass that which apostle was at corinth paul having passed through the upper courts came to ephesus and fighting finding certain disciples he said unto them have you received the Holy Ghost since he believed? And they said unto him, We have not so much we heard whether there be any Holy Ghost. So who are these people? He's talking the disciple of the John. And he said unto them, Unto what then were you we baptized? And they said, Unto John's baptism. So what was John's baptism? Of repent. Of the kingdom of God is in hand. And Acts 19.4 Then said Paul, John verily baptized, and the baptism of repentance, saying unto the people that they should believe on him which should come after him, that is on Christ Jesus. And when they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. So these are the perfect examples where people was moved from the dispensation of law into the grace. So he's telling it, did you receive the Holy Ghost? He's like, we did not heard about anything about it. Like, how then you got baptized? Oh, we baptized with the... Uh, uh, with the uh, baptism of John or the repent he said no now it is the grace period this is what it is Christ died for our sin and then they received the Holy Ghost now why this is important is if you don't understand this dispensation I'll tell you what error would happen this is what people does first they will get baptized in today's world we are talking without getting saved that will happen in so many churches you are not saved, but just getting baptized. Now, how this passage can be mistakenly used? Now, further down the line, they will receive the Holy Ghost. Because see, here it says that they was baptized, but they did not receive. So the preacher will come and put a hand that they should receive the Holy Ghost. If we don't understand this passage, and it was tried on me also, the preacher which came to our church, when they were at my home, I remember them talking, hey, they, they are baptized, but I don't think so. They received the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost for them means the tongues. So when you don't know the word of God, and you just say anything what you want, that's why it is very important to whom he is talking. You take some passage out of the context, and then tell to the people, because most of the people back there in India and most of in your countries also, when we more study the word of God, then we will know the answers. You don't have to study the people, you have to study the word of God, you will know the answers. And what happens is, they get baptized due to whatever reason they want. That Maybe the easy belief or the age of 18 or they may have some, uh, uh, some experience of getting uh, saved from the accident of heart attack or 
God showed me up the dream and, and all, and they get baptized. They was never born again. Now the preacher with this mentality will comes up, or the pastor with this mentality, like, oh yeah, you get baptized, but now you have to work hard to get the Holy Ghost. Pastor, where it is? Oh yeah, yeah, here you see. They, they say they got baptized, and later, on the way, sometimes they get the Holy Ghost. That's where, if you do not understand rightly the word of God, what is he means there? What is he talking about? To whom he is talking about? That is a transitional period where God has given us an example, where see the word of God. Hey, this is what it happens. And that is where many of the Pentecostal churches also do. If you see the denominational, the why they believe that once they got say or baptized, it is on the way somewhere, they'll get the speaking of tongue and all. Because now they will, oh yeah, I got baptized when I was 18. At the age of 32, I got that. This is what it means. And that's where everything goes into wrong. Now they don't, don't, are not ready to listen to you. And again, as I said, so now I gave you the example, how these people move or how we moved into the grace. And at the final, what will happen? The rapture will happen. The grace period will end. Jesus Christ will take his bride. Jews has to go through all this. They have to go through the tribulation, all the seven, seven years of tribulation. And let's go to the final, to the Matthew 24, 13. 24, Matthew 24, 13. Now this will make sense for you and we'll end up with here. Matthew 24, 13. I'll tell you before we read that, one day I posted when I got saved, initially I posted this in my passage. Okay, sorry, in my timeline. It says, but if it shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. So I wrote this. What is that it mean plainly? If you stick to the plan or if you go through that, at the end, very, at the very end, you get saved. Now I know I am born again. I know I don't have to earn it. I know very well the day I, have got, I, 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 I got saved, I am going into heaven. But what does this passage say? But he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. What does that mean? So it is Matthew 24. When you read this passage, he's talking about the end days. He's talking about to the Jews. Because they denied God, the, they have been halted. The grace period was open. And that's where you and me are in. Even they can also get saved with the same gospel. Now the rapture will happen. Now this period will end. The tribulation will begin. And the Jews has to go through all this tribulation. And that's where God said, but he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. So that's where it's very important. But more than that, I'll say in this, all this message which I said, the most important is the grace. That in God's plan, the seven dispensation which we talk, he included us. You and me are inside. Because what Christ did for us. How wonderful it is. How wonderful it is. The grace of Lord, the more you study the Bible, the more you will know about Christ and his grace and his love towards you and me. Praise God. Thank you, Pastor.